You are now tuned in to Saved and Woke. Yes, I am. What up, everybody? It's your boy, MSW. That's Mr. Saved and Woke, also known as Juan Enrique Toussaint. And we are back with season four of the Saved and Woke podcast. Now, I know season three had a sudden and unceremonious end, but what's most important is that we are back right now. And before I continue any further, I want to say thanks to everyone who's been checking in on me, asking about the podcast. You know who you are. After season uh, season three ended, there are a lot of people were just periodically saying, yo, Juan, man, what's good? What's going on with you? Like, really, we need to hear what you have to say. We need to hear the saved and woke commentary on what's going on in the church on what's going on in politics and even one even on what's going on in college <laughs> it's been a minute y'all in popular culture and that was that meant a lot it means a lot to know that people not only listen but when i'm gone they're still checking checking for your boy that yeah That was really, really encouraging and really helped me decide to stick with this after having taken such a long break. Because, you know, you feel like you're kind of rusty. You're like, oh, man, can I really do this? But you all just helped me to to believe myself. You all know who I'm talking about. You know who I'm talking about. Um, But you know what? Let me me name you. Aj, Jasmine. Who else? Risha, Miles, definitely. Yeah, and anybody else, like, please do not be offended if I forget to, forgot to mention you, but just, I just really, really appreciate you all. And I appreciate everybody who's, who's ever, if you've ever prayed for the show, if you ever prayed for me and my family, I really, really appreciate you. We need your prayers. Keep them coming. Um, so what I'm going to do, this is an introduction to season four. This is a new phase in the show because when I first started the show, I was in grad school. I was in grad school. Eliana was not born. Eliana was not even really thought of, really. Um, and so there's a, a lot has changed since the show first started. And there's definitely been change even since the last episode aired. So I'm just going to give you all... Uh, so, so a few updates on my personal life and a few about the show. So most, well, not most importantly, but huge deal was that I graduated in May of this year. Um, but this year being 2019 to people listening in the future. Yeah. So that was, that was huge. Thank you, God, for graduation. I really enjoyed my program. I was in the social work the master of social work program at unc chapel hill love my program love my classmates i loved my professors i really enjoyed my time in the program and i'm really enjoying my time out of the program right now um anybody who listening who has either gone back for your master's or just gone back to college or gone back to school any type of school as an adult Y'all know that the struggle is real. And I'm so glad that I made it through. 
and I'm out. Um, in addition to that, um, I'll finally, it took a, it took a minute, but I found full-time employment. So on top of the, just the, the, the grad school, the pressure of grad school was also the pressure of finding a full-time job, right? And that was, that was rough. It took a lot of, um, it took a lot out of myself. It took a lot out of Monique, um, my wife. We were both just stretched really, really thin for a good amount of time. And of course, you know, that that was part of the reason why it, was, it, it took me so long to get back to this. But praise God that I am fully employed, benefits and all that stuff, which is huge. I'm, I'm, I'm working, I'm doing different type of work that I that I wanted to be doing. I didn't want to be working. There's like, I guess, two types of social work. There's social work working directly with um, individuals and families and what we call kind of macro level social work where it's social work that definitely benefits individuals and families, but from a higher level. So instead of just working with one individual and their families are working with entire communities or at least organizations. Um, so that's the type of work that I wanted to do. However, I find myself working in a school, working directly with not just individuals, but young, pubescent, hormonal individuals and their families. But it's been a fun experience. Um, I'm enjoying myself. Um, it definitely has been hard. Oh, well, been challenging. I should say challenging. But yeah, I'm looking forward to if anything relevant comes up from work to sharing that with you all in more detail as, as things progress. But let's just praise God with me for this full-time appointment. On to the next my daughter, my beautiful, sweet Eliana Alice. She turned one, y'all. One. Her birthday was in October 2019. And uh, I know if you if you listen, I can't remember what episode it was, where it was shortly after she was born, maybe a month or so, and I played her crying on to to kind of as the intro to to the episode her cry sounds much different now it's much louder and she can sustain it for much longer but she's a happy baby a happy happy sweet baby if you see if you follow me or my wife on instagram you've probably seen plenty of pictures and you probably agree that she is you know just objectively speaking the cutest baby on the face of the planet right now uh but yeah, so that, that kind of ends it for my personal updates. So y'all know this is the Saved and Woke podcast. So I want to hit y'all with some Saved and Woke updates from my life as well. So, Saved, something spiritual. Um, visiting one of my friend's churches, right? They invited me to what their church calls uh, growth tracks, which is kind of like a Bible study. That's... Those details are neither here nor there, but I I was exposed to this concept of keeping a journal to enhance my prayer and study time. All right. Now, for those of you, I mean, I'm familiar with the concept of journaling in and of itself. My mother used to make me keep a journal. That's probably why I had kept one as an adult. Um... But yeah, like journaling in terms of my prayer and reading time, it used to just be an idea that really I did not find attractive. 
And you know what, honestly, not for too good of a reason. So basically my wife, Monique, she journals a lot. She pretty regularly will just be like writing letters to the Lord. And I don't know. I mean, yes, I love Jesus and all that. But <laughs> sometimes I was just looking at Mo and I just be like, Ugh, you look like such a goody two shoes. She would just look so happy and just so pleased with themselves. Like, you know, you know when you're in school and you're over there kind of just like struggling with your work and then you look over at the the teacher's pet and they're just beaming with just this and just looking so pleased with themselves for just flying through this work. And so whenever I would just see Monique just looking so close and so fulfilled by her little special prayer life, I will just be like, oh. And so that kind of just like turned me off to the idea of journaling. Because anytime somebody brought it up in relation to journaling for spiritual growth, I'm just, I just got an image of, <laughs> of Monique doing her journal. And I just want to just like smack the pen out of her hand. But anyway, the, I went here to the to this to this Bible study, and they were talking about something called hear journaling. And here is like like hearing H E A R, right? And it's an acronym that stands for the H stands for, well the H stands for hear, the E stands for explanation or explain, the A stands for application. And the R stands for response. And what you do, I'm probably gonna, I might have another whole episode about this because this really, really blessed my my prayer life. It's been a really a huge blessing to me because basically what you do is you have a scripture in your journal, whatever you use. You, um, you write whatever the scripture was, chapter and verse next to H because that's what you heard that's what you write to yourself and then in e next to you write e and then like again e stands for explanation you explain what that verse means what it was talking about the significance it has for you at that moment while you're reading it any difficulties that you're having and well not why i use that i i use this section for explaining not just what about the verse itself but what any difficulties i'm having with that right and then a you get to the a part is that's where you talk about the application so how am i going to apply what i just read and my understanding about um that i just explained in the explanation piece like how i'm going to apply this right so you write that and then r is probably well, it's all key, but I, I think R is pretty huge because a lot of times I would read the Bible and I'll just read it just so I can say it from the Bible. But a lot of times I need help. A lot of times we need help applying this word, applying the Bible in our lives. And R is your response. And the response to the word should always be prayer, right? And so what I'll do, what you do here is you just write your prayer to God based off of what you read. And here, I a lot of times, I'll, I'll write the full prayer out. Um, and I was talking to a friend of mine. I, I haven't gotten my, my prayer endurance up yet to be praying like 20 and 30 minutes just yet. But I do pray, I, I'd say pretty long. I guess probably maybe longer than most people. So I'll write the full thing out. And 
I'm some, well, sometimes I will go past what I actually wrote down, but uh, yeah, like sometimes I'll write, I was like, Lord, God, please forgive me because I have I've not been applying the scripture right here. I have not been loving my neighbor as, as myself. I've not been for forgiving whatever the scripture is talking about. I'll, you know, be upfront with God, give, open up with some, some adoration, some confession, and then making my request. And this here journal, y'all, has really just opened up my whole Bible study game. Because one thing that used to happen to me a lot was that I would, after, well, after a long time of not praying and reading, I feel guilty, right? And then I just like, you know what? I get convicted, whether it's by talking to somebody, whether it's just feeling convicted about it on my own or from a church service. And then I would hype myself up to pray and read and just try to rededicate myself to that. And it would, I would be, I'll be doing pretty good. I'll be doing pretty good for, I don't know, first week, maybe even first couple months or so. But after a while, stuff would just get dead, for lack of a better word. And it would get boring and it would feel like a chore. Um, but this here journal right has brought new depth to, to my prayer, reading and studying. Because I'm not just reading just to say that I read, but I'm reading, right? And I'm taking time because I have to explain this verse. Because it's part, that's the E. I can't get past the E if I don't explain nothing. And so a lot of times I'm, it's, it's a lot of times I'm, I'm reading verses that I've read I'm pretty familiar with. But the Holy Spirit is just constantly using this, this, this tool, I guess, this journal to to deepen my prayer life and make sure I, and I'm making sure that I'm actually taking time to think because the Bible says no, we're not just supposed to read the word. We're supposed to meditate on the word day and night. And I feel like this is a great meditation tool. I don't think a lot of Christians do enough meditating, like thinking on the word enough. And basically the hearing journal helps me do that. All right. And I'm sharing this with you, not just so you can not, so I can just beat my own or toot my own horn, but to, to share it with you all as well. All right. So that's my spiritual update, my saved update. The next one is my woke update. So talk a lot about social justice and things that we can do as a church and as just citizens to make our communities better. But one thing that I have not done a lot of and I've really been focusing on doing more is uh, being more civically engaged. Right. So I used to never vote in local elections. I used to only vote for the president because that was the only person, that was the only office that I knew anything about. I didn't know anything about local candidates. I didn't know anything that was going on with city council, anything about the mayor, anything, and not even about my governor, right? And so I'm just trying to start being more civically engaged and that just means being more informed. Um, so I'm, I've been going, even to my, I've been going, again, it's been a minute. I have been going to my HOA meetings, keeping up with their emails and their updates. My neighborhood uses the, like the Nextdoor app. I downloaded it and I'm just trying to stay on the pulse of what's going on in my, just in my neighborhood. And also learning more about the candidates who are running. There was a recent city council race here in Durham 
and I actually knew who was running. I went to one of their, I went to a, a PAC meeting. I, I think that's like Partners Against Crime meeting in my area when the council, when the people running for city council were there. So I've just been doing stuff like that so I can actually know what's going on. Because yeah, we can talk about these huge or all encompassing issues in, like, in terms of like American society at large or the church at large in America. But I think the best way to make change is to begin to make changes is locally so and i want to and i want to lead by example and actually start educating myself on what's going on where i live on my stomping grounds funny story came out of this so like i said i work at a high school and there's a few teachers there are a few teachers there who are really really amped about politics and they send out all the emails telling us reminding everybody remember to dress red for ed home every wednesday so we can show everybody we take our picture and show everybody that you know we support our educators and it's not it's, it's for more than just taking the pictures to just be a symbol of our support for um, a budget in north carolina that is that keeps teachers in mind and has more funding for education and more funding for i guess teacher salaries in general um, so there was one day this is this is the funny part one day one of those teachers sends out an email inviting people to well inviting the rest of the, the faculty and staff to um an event where we'll come together on a saturday morning and then after we have breakfast and stuff we'll all go out we'll march to the polls and i was like great this is great because although i work at the school i'm not a I'm not an employee of the school system. I actually work for a nonprofit organization that partners with the school, right? And so I was like, this will be a great way for me to, one, meet my coworkers, and then also get to vote because we're we're gonna we're gonna go march to the polls and vote afterwards. All right. So found out when I got there, it was a rally. It was actually a rally for the people running for city council that I kind of that I mentioned earlier, right? And the awkward thing was. It was a rally for candidates that I was not voting for. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, um, that was pretty weird. And I just kind of felt bad that I was there at this rally for some candidates that I had no intention of voting for. But like I said, I was I wasn't really paying attention to that email. I really was just going to go just to meet my new coworkers. And then, yeah, I was going to vote. So yeah, it was pretty awkward, but I still enjoyed the opportunity to one, get out and hear, you know, issues from another side. <laughs> uh, it was a fun experience and a, and a, and a funny one. But look, y'all, enough talking about me. What have y'all been doing? And specifically, have y'all stayed Save the Woke because after every episode of the Save the Woke podcast, well, at the end of every episode, I say the same thing. I say, keep the faith and stay woke. And I want to know if y'all have been doing that. Please DM me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is Mr. Underscore Save and Woke, all lowercase, all one word. DM me to let me know how you've been keeping the faith and how you've been staying woke. One or both. All right, for a shout out in the next episode. Um, just because I have not been making episodes does not mean I have not been taking note of certain things. And I'm gonna let you all know, I've actually been recording episodes for a little while now, 
right? I've been recording episodes for a little while. Uh, there are some, some complications arose that, that prevented me from releasing the episodes. But what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to re- release them anyway. We're going to call those Saved and Woke Retrospectives because some of these current events are not so current anymore. But I took the time to... I take the time to record these episodes and again back to those people who have been asking me what I think about certain things like I know that there's that people are just clamoring to hear what um, at least my Saved and Woke perspective is so I'm going to give you those Saved and Woke retrospectives we're going to be talking about like Jay-Z's NFL deal for one um, and Kanye West and uh everything in between so look out for those the schedule is going to be just the same every other wednesday with the main episodes and on the following wednesdays afterthoughts on the previous episode so until then y'all really great and excited to be back but till next time keep the faith and stay woke